Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was their pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So don't turn to stone. It's time for... I never saw that. Gargoyles. 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 Thank God. Thank God you saved me. That's hey. right. We're back. We're talking about gargoyles. We're back. It's been a while. I wasn't sure we were even going to get back, but we did it. We're here. Here we are. Uh, and you may have noticed there's another voice in the mix. There's another voice in Aurora. the mix. Aurora. Um, just a quick little my introduction of our special guest today. Um, our special guest found us through, I believe, through a piece of my writing and started listening to our podcast and became like our number one super fan. <laughs> and then we got in touch and he has become like a really good friend of mine. So uh, without further ado, please welcome shift hi um yeah no i always had faith <laughs> that you were you were going to record again and that we were going to get this done and that the life <laughs> was going to come together i just have to you know sometimes it doesn't seem like it's going to but uh lately i'm resolving to just kind of like hold my breath and hope like just you know <laughs> or get busy doing something else and it's whatever's important going to come around and i knew this was mm -hmm. important enough it would happen when things cleared up so Mm. Yes, I'm. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us, and yeah, thank you for your patience. Yeah. Uh, it's it's taken us a while to make this happen. I think a lot of people are, um, you know, struggling right now to make things happen. Just, <laughs> just uh, with the world on fire. So, so yeah. But we're so stoked that you're here, and. Uh, I guess we'll get into we'll get in later to like uh, where people can find you and all your stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Welcome, Shift. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> thank you for having me and for working working out, um, making a remote guest host thing. Yeah. So we're ostensibly here to talk about the last three episodes of the first season of Gargoyles yes. in 1994. Um, cartoon, but, it, but we may get um, sidetracked because there. Oh, we definitely will. There are more pressing issues also, to talk about and more interesting things to talk about. And we've also all we've already discussed that all of our notes are just absolute bullshit, like <laughs> just trash. Trash. So, nuts. So, <laughs> it's nuts. Like I wrote myself a bunch of things to be confused about later. Like I have to set the future me up. And I have, future me hasn't even dealt with this. Current me has just skimmed over this craziness. <laughs> I, mean, I should actually decipher this on the air somehow. Yes. I think I might just read it like a goddamn list. I don't, oh wait, can I cuss Perfect. on this? I don't know. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Have mm -hmm. you ever listened to our podcast? I forget. I've forgotten. <laughs> um, no, yeah. We, we are very profanity friendly. That's um, right. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You also are, you also are kid friendly sometimes, and so I listen to so many things these days. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have to put uh, content warnings when we are kid friendly to let people know <laughs> That's that awesome. it's okay I love that. if the kids are listening. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I feel think... like trigger warnings should work that way, where it's like you can expect this will not trigger you because everything else yeah. in the world is. Just... Oh. That's actually a really good. That's a really yeah. good idea. I like that. <laughs> Cover your minefield because you're about to get set off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, do we want to, I see, if we start talking about gargoyles, we're going to start talking about gargoyles, and I mm-hmm. I think, oh, you talk I'm wondering about something if else? maybe we, maybe we want to skip um, the stupid segment that we usually do at this point. Oh, no, we don't. We don't? No, we don't want to do that. Okay, Everybody's so, waiting for it. All right. It's like one of my favorite things. Like, oh, that's great. There, yeah, no, there's some weeks where I can't laugh at all, and the first thing that gets me to laugh is seeing the funny papers. Oh. And there's no real reason for this. It just happens. No. <laughs> no, because it's not funny. It's not explainable. <laughs> I mean, Scientists oh, have been working for years to determine why I keep doing this. <laughs> See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. It's it, it it's its own genre of. <laughs> <laughs> it truly well, is. There's nothing really quite like it. What it what what date are we on, Micah? We're on September fifth, nineteen ninety four. Okay. So I had um, just to drag this out even longer good, than it good. normally is. Mm-hmm. I had a little trouble finding, because um, I'm digging back through newspaper archives, looking for old copies of newspapers and their their comics. Um, and I found one that was, I was so excited. Like, it just has everything. It does not have September 5th, 1994. That's the <laughs> one day there's no, no newspapers came out that day, apparently, in what? this archive. What was um, happening that day? But I was able to find a different one. I found a few comics that they were all just kind of crappy, which... They're all bad, uh-huh, that's the uh-huh, point, uh-huh. but they were bad in like a boring way. Yeah. Um, a lot of the topics were about the start of school, because it was like the first day of school, you know, after Labor Day right. that year. Um, but this one stuck oh, out I remember to me school. Because, yeah, <laughs> schools will start someday after Labor Day as well, just not right after in 2021, probably, or 2020, and whatever. Just we'll shut up, just what? your thing this one spoke to me because one of the interactions that shift and i have had uh (laughs) was about conspiracy theories so (laughs) you you may remember us talking about conspiracy theories and i'm very skeptical um and shift how did you put it i believe oh yeah do you remember shift because i do if you don't i don't okay uh (laughs) I believe the exact quote was Micah's take on conspiracies is are pedestrian as fuck. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's like my yeah, very milk toast, man. Come on. Yes. Right? I think actually you were Thank you. you were talking specifically about the Illuminati and my feelings on the Illuminati. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, nice. Okay, I remember now. That's yep. sweet. Okay, so today, September fifth, nineteen ninety four, I've got um, an old classic, Peanuts. Oh, Peanuts. Have we not done Peanuts? It's much beloved. Um, I have never liked Peanuts. It's just so fucking boring. (laughs) You know, I enjoyed the Christmas special as a kid. I liked the the Hey Ya mashup with um, the dancing from the Christmas special. Yeah, that... 20 That's years ago. Pretty great. Oh, um, <laughs> that was fun. But other than that, Peanuts just annoys the shit out of me. Um, but we've got our Charlie Brown. 
Um, uh-huh. He's wearing a baseball cap and a baseball mitt. I'm sorry, you didn't say how many panels, and I definitely oh, can't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, cannot I'm sorry. keep up if you don't. Yeah, we got three prepare. panels. All right. Yeah. Okay. Three panels. It's a quick one. It's a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the first panel, Charlie Brown is standing on top of a baseball mound. It's a really high mound too. He's got a baseball hat on, a baseball glove, and there's a ball coming at him, and it's being tossed by Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy also wow. has a mitt and a hat, and she's you know tossing the ball. It's it's right between them, and she says, "Sorry, I missed that fly ball, manager." Wait, that's okay. the first panel. Okay. Um. So I'm sorry. Is Charlie he like... Brown is the manager and the player. He's the like he runs the baseball oh, team. Oh, got it. Is um, he standing on? Is it like a pitcher's mound? Yeah, he's is on that... the pitcher's okay. mound. Okay. Sorry. You just said mound, so I mean well, it could be baseball. any mound. Are there other mounds on baseball fields? I was. I mean. I don't know. That's the only mound I'm aware of. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is. The I don't only know a lot about baseball though, so now I'm just asking <laughs> questions. Jen's thinking about burial mounds, maybe. Or I think about all kinds of mounds. Standing on a nasty candy bar full of coconut. All kinds of mounds. All right. <laughs> okay. Second panel. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Brown replies to Lucy. So, what's your excuse this time? He's upset, you know. He's he's trying to run a tight baseball team, and Lucy's just not doing her job in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Third panel, she looks up, gazes off into the distance, and says, "A vapor trail got in my eyes." <laughs> what? A vapor yeah. trail. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Got in my eyes. A vapor trail got in my eyes. A vapor Instead trail. Of the sun. Okay, so that is weird. A couple ways over. Was that <laughs> yes. even a topic back then? That- I, that's what I was going to say. What What well, does that even mean? A vapor trail is like when you see a a jet has flown by and there are there's condensation, the yeah, two streaks yeah. of Sure. That's a vapor trail from a plane. But I don't know how it could get caught in your eye. But or... isn't that connected to a conspiracy theory? Yes. Like what it, okay. it is. But yeah, the conspiracy it's very Simpsons, you know? Like the Simpsons were talking about things before the world right. stuff. True. Like if the yeah. vibing is bizarre to me. Like I'm yeah. just, <laughs> it's perfect. It's very on point. Like, is he referencing I'm impressed. Is Charles your... Schultz referencing the <laughs> the vapor trail conspiracy theories in nineteen ninety four? for me the vapors or like for a long time that was just farting like that was the word that was like a (laughs) slang for farting and then it became like chemtrails but i don't think i've ever heard it referred to as vapors yet somehow i knew whatever the fuck (laughs) right lucy's on another level we're not all caught up no, chemtrails. The, the more time that's passing, the more my head's spinning from this whole. <laughs> yeah, and we're only on the second panel. What? That's okay. That's it. That's the third panel. Wait, that's what? Done. No, that was it. What yeah, the, that was it. What the fuck? What Vapor happened trail to the second panel? The second panel was Charles Charlie Brown asking, "What's your excuse?" This Jesus time? Christ! Did you even say third panel? Yeah, I think I did. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Because the question, the question is, what's your excuse for the bad pitch of the first one? <laughs> There's apologetic, apologetic, but that ultimately is really that Lucy has developed this comment that is very conspiracy theory esque to just cover her <laughs> own ass and not take responsibility <laughs> for herself. Which, okay, so I think this is interesting because it's like a role reversal for them. Because usually Lucy's the one that's like coming down on. Right. Charlie Brown. Right. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Everything about this is upside down. It's very Yeah. 
The it's... baseball thing is weird because Charlie Brown always wants to win, but they never do. And Lucy sucks at baseball or just doesn't care, I think, mostly. Is she that just an ongoing care. theme? Yeah. Okay. So well, the team is terrible that. and Charlie Brown's always frustrated. Huh. Well, I mean, I will say that's... I mean, it's very boring. It's very boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aside from the vapor, the vapor trail comment, I just don't get what that. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't get what was funny about that at the time. I don't like, think why there was anything funny? funny about it at the time. Or it now. was just her trying to come up with some crazy excuse, and yeah, it was just like the sun got in my eyes, yeah. the vapor trail got in my eyes. But why? Mm-hmm. I don't know that Charles Schultz was referencing conspiracy theories because that we're just makes look it, it up. even weirder. I think, I think it needs to be researched. I, I mean, I think it's just a bad joke that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. which would go along with all the other funny papers installments we've yeah. had. But just the fact that it's vapor trails, it's very strange. Yeah. Vapor trails. I really don't think I've <laughs> ever heard those words together in all my life. No. Like, it feels like it wants to taste like climate change or global warming or like the <laughs> words right? that go together in a theme. <laughs> but it, yeah, I don't think it's real. Um. <laughs> okay, I think that that's a good end to this stupid thing. All right, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> See you in the funny paper soon. Okay, so Gargoyles, we uh, finished season one and we had. So, Shift, did you just watch the last three or did you end up watching like more of them? You know, I was going to watch the last three and then feel whether or not I felt compelled to go back and watch the rest. And uh-huh. there is just so much shit happening in the world right now that, uh, yeah. no, that's not the yeah. place of okay. my consumption time went. Um, yeah. Well, luckily, you were well prepared by our expert and deep recaps. Right. I mean, I was, you already knew. I was. Obviously, like... Yeah, exactly what was going on. So before we talk about, like, I mean, we'll talk about, <laughs> we'll try to get through all of our bullshit notes, sort of, like, to, to piece together what the fuck happened in these episodes. But I want to start with, so you told me you were not allowed to watch this show as a kid. That's right. Oh. And you... You then told me there are so many things my mom would hate about this show. So I want to like get into that a little bit if you're uh if you want to go into that. Uh yeah, um yeah, my my house growing up was um a lot of arbitrary uh Christian fundamentalism. Um mm-hmm. very arbitrary. And so things that were like uh like witchcraft and devil worship and like astrology and tarot were mm-hmm. all the same and like gay was all the same uh-huh. kind of like uh-huh. we shelter you from that uh and so gargoyles was on at a time when they were they were like very hyperactive about uh policing the tv um, mm. and gargoyles was just like an it was never allowed the minute it came out it was like i knew it was like off the table um, yeah. And, and yeah, it's got a lot of stuff that would have, it wasn't a hundred percent of the time, like Jim Henson stuff got a pass, uh, Star Wars oh. kinds of things got a pass. Like it was stuff that like borderlined into mystic realms that, um, you know, somehow I knew usually where the line was supposed to be, even though 
it doesn't actually make it was a whole lot of sense. Um, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, the things I noticed about this show is that there's a lot about like uh, radical um, social dynamics and mm-hmm. uh, struggle and yeah. that kind of stuff was also um, it was like a different level of taboo, like right like, mm. to address. Well, and this was like one of the things that we sort of connected about because you, like, you've described your upbringing as as a cult basically yes yeah 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 so um what i mean how did you feel about it um i enjoyed it uh yeah yeah if i had um more time to spend on a show i would Mm -hmm. uh i'd probably watch it yeah i i also i i have enjoyed it although i (laughs) i i did get a little bit tired of it um it drags it, dra- it does drag a little bit. It does drag a little bit. And I don't know if that's, I feel like a lot of things, old things drag now. Like if we're, I don't know if we're just like, we all have ADHD now. We're like, we <laughs> yeah. can't like, yeah. keep up with anything that's, unless it's yeah. like real quick paced, you know? Um, Cause yeah, I, I definitely felt that a little bit too. Yeah, it drags and it feels repetitive. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, and speaking of, oh, go ahead. Oh, it was it was during a time where um where it was kind of common for people to talk down to their audiences, especially with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't like you know slime and chaos, it was uh, we got to mm-hmm. make sure that the message is very clear and yeah. Yes. We know they're not paying attention, so and like you know that probably wasn't necessary. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah, we've talked to we've talked about how. Hudson has had some lines that are just straight out of after school specials. Like, yeah. Um, God, what did he say? Something about TV, you know, the dangers of TV mm-hmm. and I don't know, whatever. And he repeats himself several times in one of these episodes. I remember he repeats, they're talking about, I think it's the final episode. Gargoyles protect it's in their nature and they have to, he repeats it like three times during the episode in, in different time periods in 994 AD and now, and in 984 AD and it just Mm -hmm. goes all over the place. Well, and yeah. So speaking of, uh, since you said repetitive, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're looking at episode 11. Mm-hmm. A long, or it's called Long Way to Morning. And we're back in fucking Scotland. Yep. Back in 984 this yeah, time, Yeah, so we're though. going back further. Yeah. And we see the little princess as a child. Um, and there's some conflict that there's a new character, the Archmage, um, which I assume is before the mage that we saw before or magus or whatever his name was he looks like he's straight out of lord of the rings Uh lord of the rings movies he wants revenge on the princess's father and shoots him with i don't know poison or magic yeah so this is what i wrote my notes uh say some old ass magus killed this dude and then the little girl gave some half-hearted punches on his chest so was that her father <laughs> i think so is that what you're saying I, I think it's her father okay um and she thinks that hudson did it okay and this whole storyline is about how the princess doesn't trust the gargoyles because this happened to her father and hudson let it happen or hudson did it it's not really clear what she thinks mm-hmm. um but then hudson is Hudson's getting old, and so Goliath takes over as leader of the Gargoyles. And he doesn't want to. He's reluctant, but Hudson hands it to him and says mm-hmm. it's time because Goliath eventually is able to defeat the mage. Well, you Archmage. know, 
shit, and he's got that loincloth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just that whole, the whole body that he's got going on, it's sort of... It's a little sexier than Ed Asner as a gargoyle. It just has to be... He's a born he's a born leader, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably another thing that they uh had they show on the like off limits list is the lives of oh. loincloth and, and yeah. what's your bucket's camel toe <laughs> between those two uh, things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there is like there there is some sexual attention to like for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, all I the way around. Th- yeah, there was a lot of that. Like different yeah. different levels of it. Yep. Demona's like torn T-shirt, barely holding in her. Oh yeah, rock bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> so is in that, the future, that, back in okay. the future, Demona poisons Maza. She shoots that's right Maza oh. with a dart. But guess what saves her? Do you remember shift? What saves? What saves her? Yeah, you're gonna wait. love. It. Hold on, did yeah. I have a note about that? No, <laughs> uh, you're gonna really oh, wait, love her it. Her badge, her lady cop badge. Yo. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> her lady um, cop badge. Right? Yeah, because yeah, That's her right. badge saved her, just like the law saves us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you think? Um, yeah, or uh, you know, I. So I've been wondering. I've been having this one thought where I'm like, is Demona really like an antagonist? Like, is right. I I don't have a clear. And probably, you know, the intention it seems to be is to, like, put her in a position of being an antagonist. I don't know if over the seasons they unpack that different ways. Seems like the kind of show that would, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like a, a way they might carry it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that I'm convinced that she's the bad guy. So with that yeah, in the way it is, and I'm not, when you have a, a person who's in a, a position to be the oppressor, if you will, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they are helping out a lot in your life. Uh, <laughs> there's very, very likely going to be a, a turn. If this show is as smart as it seems like it is, that's got to be the mm. um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So you're saying like Maza? Yeah, think Maza will turn. Yeah, yeah, and so like her shield protecting her from Demonis Dart. Uh, there's a couple ways you could look at it. It could be yeah, uh, superficial or. Uh, accurate would <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> be that there's foreshadowing and demon is not actually a bad guy in the badge protecting you know yeah, yeah i like that that's interesting yeah it's well, not clear at all and they do the same thing with xanatos too he's like he brought them back but he's supposed to be the bad guy and then you find out he's behind everything but also they work with him sometimes yeah there's a lot of gray I think area he's just these... sort of like a He's like an evil billionaire, though, yeah. you know, like he's like he wants to be more than he is and he wants to make himself important and he causes all these problems so that he can bored. solve them. <laughs> yeah, because he's bored. He's like, I have how all I this gonna... money. Yeah. How am I going to spend all of this money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll move a castle and bring some gargoyles back to life. That sounds fun. <laughs> like, well, but I know, like the. I... It's like a I prank. Like, like a, you know, <laughs> just... right. Just for fun. Yeah. Keep him busy. I I do like the idea though too. I I think you can look at the badge thing a few different ways cuz one of the ways you could when you were talking about her being an oppressor, one of the ways you can look at that is like, yeah, she's saved because she's a cop. Like Mhm. We so, always protect the cops, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so and not segue terribly but to contextualize timing-wise. Yeah. This week yep. right now, the police mm-hmm. are against the people like that's just absolutely um, yeah they are counter protesters 
and they are yep. acting out and shooting journalists and it's yeah. like on camera people filming live on the air on cable tv <laughs> and macing mm-hmm. little girl i don't know if you saw but like a, a seattle cop maced a seven-year-old girl in the no. face intent intentionally no i didn't see that so yeah i mean in case people are listening to this later we're we're in this like we're in a pandemic still, and uh, yet another black man was killed. Well, actually, several people were killed by police this last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the one that's been most publicized is George Floyd, who was killed by an asshole. Um, and protests have sprung up across the country. Yeah. The world yeah. is on fire. The world yeah. is literally cop cars on fire in almost every town, definitely yes. every yes. state. There's several cop cars on fire. Oh, I love it. I love that. And I the cops are that. inciting violence. At yeah. Last night, most protests. cities went on curfew too. Yeah. Yes. At like eight o'clock, very early. And people were, yeah. I, they were getting like Nixle messages or like through whatever the yep. services are, anywhere there was any remote possibility of an action happening. Um, yeah. So. Oh, ours is, well, not ours. We're actually in Olympia right now, but Seattle's curfew is 5 p.m. <gasps> and the mayor put that out like. Oh, it was like 4.45. Like, yeah, oh. at like 4.45. So people had it's no time to get out of there. an excuse to just start rounding people yeah, up and, and arresting kicking people. ass. And, and I don't actually know if there were arrests made in Seattle or what happened with that. But anyway. I'm sure yeah, there it's, were. It's, I'm sure uh, Yeah. Were. Yeah, um, it's it's really fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, if you're listening to this later, who knows what's going to happen? We're right in the middle of it right now, mm-hmm. and, and watching oh. things evolve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. About five hours ago, I think it was, uh, Trump declared Antifa a terrorist organization. Oh yeah. So yeah. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> These are, you know. Well, um, that's to- another. Th- yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, we can't we can dive into this now, but also um, there's reasons why I'm I'm having a hard time seeing the badge thing as anything. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, fuck the police is yeah. like where we're at for it's sure. It's an interesting time to watch. But the other thing that's happening is that there's Antifa, but then there's also um, uh, like Proud Boys and a bunch of fucking white supremacists going down there, trying to start shit, trying to start shit yeah. and cause chaos. And I think it's sometimes hard to tell them apart like Antifa yes. and the white supremacists. And so that is super fucked up anyway. Uh, yeah, I just to be clear, I Antifa are protectors and that's kind of like the gargoyles firmly where we stand, but right. there are people that are infiltrating and cops that are infiltrating and white supremacists that are infiltrating and trying to place blame. And none of it's clear and easy and simple to understand right now and it probably never fucking will be hmm. but fuck the police i think fuck the police that's we that's our that's feel comfortable with that. that's our stance at this point yeah and i do there are some other things i want to get into about that but we can I, it's gonna come up again because it will, it will. <laughs> because my last notes on the last episode are kind of related to this so yeah yeah so, so is the that rest kind of, of this it episode for episode 11? is really easy to it was super long it was just a super long fight yeah. Demona and goes like hunting for Goliath and Hudson, basically. Yeah. Um, she has this big rifle thing, mm-hmm. and she thinks that Maza is going to die because she poisoned her. Yeah. And she says Maza will die from the poison, but nothing happens. Uh huh. <laughs> so. Well, except that you know they end it with Demona thinking Maza's dead, so yeah, that sets up 
you know, something. Maybe. It's not really ever revisited yeah. in this season. <laughs> okay, so then episode 12, I believe, opens with video games. Yes, Again, it's called it, Her it, Brother's Keeper. It quite often opens with them watching TV or playing video games now. <laughs> oh, because they got that TV. Yeah, exactly. So Lex is playing a helicopter video game. I'm sure that won't come up later or be <laughs> important to remember at all. No, Micah, it is. Oh, it Did is? Did you forget? Yeah. Oh. It comes up later. Okay. Maza's brother, Derek, who we, it was kind of alluded to before. He, he is also in the NYPD. He's a helicopter pilot. So they're tracking Xanatos as he pulls into a diamond exchange and buys a huge diamond. But this episode shows us also the return of two members of the pack. Hyena and yeah. Jackal are them. There, remember them? They're the weird WWF style. I remember the pack, yes. People. I do remember that they had a really cool um, hang glider escape plan. Yes. Where they hang glided out the window. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> First, they shoot um, the helicopter with a bazooka. Because there's also... I've never been on many rooftops in New York, but apparently it's full. Of, they're full of bazookas. <laughs> they're just lying around. I always bring so, my own bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go well, to you New York, to. you don't have to. <laughs> All the Airbnbs come with bazookas. <laughs> that's legit. That's actually, that stands to reason. That might be a good idea. Yeah, at this point, yeah. If Airbnbs ever open up again, that's going to be a feature that's listed. Weapons. Oh, you're coming to our city? We can protect you. So he he gets shot. Derek's helicopter gets shot, but he's able to still land it. um, And he's such a good pilot. Xanatos is very impressed. Um, he, He really wants to hire Derek. So that's one of the conflicts in this now is Mazda doesn't want him working for Xanatos. Uh, but Derek wants to do it. And then he does it. And he does it. And then it's bad. Yeah. He works for them and Elisa asks Goliath to help protect him. So they send the three to keep an eye on Derek. So they're watching Derek fly around in a helicopter. Broadway as you do. too. Like Broadway, the, you know, the fat one. The fat one. He uh, is super pissed off in this one. He's like angry. Oh, His, I don't remember this. Yeah, he was pissed. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I, I don't know. Rem- episode so far, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I only know that he's angry because I that is actually something I wrote down in my notes that is um, turned out to be useful. Uh, oh, very useful. We don't know why he's angry. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that it was way. a different, it was kind of like a, a, a shift, <laughs> if you will, for him. Yeah. I didn't write anything about this part. What did you write? I want to hear what you wrote. Do we want to hear what I wrote? That's <laughs> yes. like a bad idea. Please. <laughs> um, uh, all right. I mean, I guess I'll just read it like a like a list. Um, robot yeah, agent the- provocateur exoframe. One guy swears that- the gargoyles are flesh. I don't even know which episode any of these notes are from. Like it's just, oh. in any type of order oh. Xanatos, after commissioning an Iron Man gargoyle replica suit that flies, expresses relief about proving himself that he hasn't gone soft. Like he's he whatever uh, he did in the suit, he was like, ah, that proves I haven't gone soft, as opposed to like <laughs> going out of his way to make this crazy super suit, putting it on, and like just whatever. Like that's I have no idea standard. what episode this is. I what episode this, is that? I think this is from earlier. No, because he only watched the, the last three. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what any what any of this is from. Is it from before? <laughs> is it from? <laughs> it sounds like an earlier one, but I'm not sure. Well, there is. Which one is it? Where they where they make like Goliath's brother out of? That's the next one. So that might be part of what he's talking about, like with the. Yeah, I might Super. have written these yeah. out of order somehow for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what but happened. He, it's not. He yeah. also has. Um, he wears the super suit thing later too in the next one, I believe. Okay, oh, yeah, so there you yeah. Go. So that yeah. makes so. sense. But what doesn't make sense is that then next I have a note of a quote <laughs> from the Archmage, which is a which is a bitchin' name. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you will die, pompous fool. I felt like that was worth writing down Ooh. for some reason. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like of it. course, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, and then I've got Demona and the sh- the old shoot you with a nameless poison that only I have the antidote to. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, it's a perfect plan. I have a note that references when I believe Hudson and Goliath, I think, are like chasing after Demona, and they find some claw marks, and they're like. She was just mm. here or something. Yes. And I was just, yes. like, my, my note is, were the claw marks still warm? Like, yeah. Oh my God, yes. I, I wrote remember that, that. I wrote that down too. I wrote down fresh claw marks. Like, what does that what? mean? What does that mean? Um, How do you know? Like when They're stone. When, They're made of stone. They have a, a special connection with stone. I guess. The, 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 some <laughs> elements of the, of the, phys- the physical components of the, sh- the universe are as nonsensical mm-hmm. as my notes. Um, uh-huh. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why like, your notes don't make sense because right. <laughs> the source material is it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some, sometimes, sometimes. You know, they do it, here's the thing is it, it it inspires me because I got a problem where I start these stories and then I start falling apart when I'm like I got to tie in all the elements of the universe to make something airtight <laughs> and so yeah. I just need to shut the fuck up and start making shit. I need to write I need to embody the spirit of L. Ron Hubbard and just crank out whatever comes to us <laughs> out. <laughs> and then you need to start a cult. I mean, your start, own I cult. cult will start yeah. itself. I'm not going to try. You won't need to. You won't need to. Be careful what, <laughs> well, that's what parts of L. Ron's spirit you try to embody because things could get weird. Yeah, no, I'll Get be selective. Weird. I'll be. I, I should okay. actually be real selective. My my New Year's resolution a few years ago was to embody the confidence of a mediocre white man, and I really committed yes. to that. And my life has been getting better year after year since. Um, it's pretty nice, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Micah. Yeah. Micah knows all about it. Yeah. No, I'm just working on not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually do think that it's good advice. Like, just fucking be confident because yeah yeah why not I mean, you know we just gotta yeah. do it yeah <laughs> get all these dudes out here yep. being confident for yep. no reason well that's a good transition actually <laughs> oh. because um just to wrap this episode up uh, yeah. they track the helicopter fight like it's jacqueline hyena and the other helicopter they attack Derek and xanatos and lex and broadway and brooklyn jump on top of the second helicopter rip the cockpit open and throw Jackal on a hyena to the ground. And then Lex takes over, jumps in the helicopter and starts <laughs> flying it. So mm-hmm. he does get to practice his video game skills in the real world. Yes. Uh, my note on this is that he doesn't make a good landing, um, but they, <laughs> they do land safely. They bounce it into the world's largest alleyway because <laughs> a full size fucking helicopter 
flies into an alley in New York City, bounces several times, and doesn't touch anything else or damage anything at all. They all get away. They get out and walk away. Uh, have and you not? Have you never done that, Micah? No, no. That's embarrassing. But someday, maybe I'll be able to if I visit an Airbnb in New York City that has a helicopter, a helicopter, and a bazooka. Okay. If you get the the expensive Airbnb. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of episode 12. That's episode 12. Um, So that brings us to episode 13. Last episode, finale of the season. And it's titled Reawakening. Mm -hmm. Because they just couldn't get away from the first five fucking episodes were called (laughs) Awakening. (laughs) Don't call it a comeback. Jesus. (laughs) Do we go back again? I don't. I don't have oh, that. Yeah, much. yeah. To yeah Scotland. I was like, oh, I was already lost. Now it's just a lot. This is. <laughs> yeah. So in reawakening, it opens with it. It's a snowy scene in New York City, and someone holds up a general store. There's a little market, like a neighborhood market, and there's somebody holding it up at gunpoint, um, stealing all the money again. And then we go back to 994 A.D. Um, it's the night that Hudson and Goliath got tricked in the first couple episodes, um, and they flew away from the castle and got frozen in the morning, and then the Vikings attacked and destroyed all the rest of the gargoyles. Mm. So it's that night, and mm-hmm. Goliath is telling a new gargoyle that we haven't met yet, his rookery brother, he calls him brother over and over, uh, he's telling him, you stay here and defend the castle, we're going to go get the Vikings. Yeah, in case anyone forgot, uh, apparently gargoyles hatch from fucking eggs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, you know, we don't need to dwell on it, but I, but I hate it. Yeah, we need to have, we, we never had that um, biology expert guest on. Okay. Maybe just... Shift can explain it for us. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so are the eggs like, do they show the eggs? Yeah. Um, what do they look like? In... Do they? Like eggs, like back in the but they're big and like, like big eggs, blue, like a reptile egg. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a dragon egg. Sense. I don't, you they're know, rep- like a they're reptile-y. No, it wouldn't make sense. They're made of fucking stone, <laughs> and the, they're built like is is the shell stone? I don't know. I don't know. And who's laying the eggs? Demona is the right, only that's female. That's what I'm we saying. See. None of it. It doesn't make. Is it a Smurfette and situation? As I also have pointed out. That's horrifying. Wait, we need to take a second right? on that notion. I know. That's horrifying. It horrifies me, and too. And that actually lends credence to my theory that Demon is not the villain. Like, mm. She's the mother of all gargoyles. Um, and uh, she's got reasons for whatever her grievances are. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's... Um, well, yeah, she's the only female, yeah, right? And she's villainized. If the population of females is so small that she's the only one that we get to see in this story, yeah, I, que- I just have questions about where the rest of them are and mm-hmm. what's going and on. And where these fucking eggs came from? Yeah, yeah, what is happening? Well, and because, too, they're built so, gar- like Goliath, for example, he has a tail and stuff, but he's built like a human dude otherwise. Like, Really? I've never seen a human dude built like that. I'm just saying he, like he bones. You know what I mean? Like Goliath fucks. So like at like like a human is what I'm saying, for sure. Unless there's, I mean, I don't feel sure about that. Just to throw that, you don't. I don't. We don't know what's under that loincloth. I think it's likely. 
But I don't feel sure about that because I just have learned in this life that anytime I feel sure about anything, I've got another thing coming. So <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I yeah, just unless we can see under that one cloth. Um, exactly. I think that what it really is, what this what this conversation is really revealing is just that I'm a perv and like mm-hmm. I like to imagine um you know Goliath and Maza like boning down you know what, but then well, would then she lay would an egg happen. yeah oh gross oh my god oh uh, um, oh fuck off that's not that's doing it terrible. for you Ugh. Mm. I don't I'm know actually, why I'm I don't pretty know. upset right now just to be clear <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I think that's the appropriate response <laughs> yeah it's yeah, upsetting Thank you. Jesus. I'm proud to be upset right now. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. God. So in this episode, this is where Hudson mentions that gargoyles have to protect the castle. They protect. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And back in the future, or the present, I don't fucking know, 1994, uh, Goliath (laughs) and Maza are talking about their people and their clan and all this stuff. And she says like i have to go get back to work and do what i do uh which is what the cops do we protect and we serve uh hi yeah and this is what i my first note on this episode was oh galisa shut up about cops protecting and serving and that i feel like i feel like this whole season sort of turned toward well my last note was so now they're cops that's how i felt at the end of this this season this episode was the cops are the good guys, and that's what they're striving to be now. Uh, which is like, I mean, I get it. Elisa is supposed to be a hero and a good cop, whatever that is. But I don't know. It's disappointing to me. I have noticed an element of uh, pretty powerful like pro-cop propaganda that goes throughout yeah. it. And that even extends into the anti-gun rhetoric that they get into and mm. the, the themes of that. Where, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, there's no mm-hmm. talk about disarming the cops. They frame a story right. where it's it's not safe for other people to have guns because you never know what could happen, and it yeah. just doesn't address the cops having guns. It, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, um, that's a good point. Yeah, they never even stop to think st- like. Oh yeah, it's it's very stealthy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I like. I wonder if this show were made now. I mean, and uh, what's his name? Keith. Keith David. Keith David wants to remake this show, and I wonder if those undertones would be different in hmm. in this. That's an interesting point. I don't know what they do in yeah. the second season. There's a lot. There's like fifty episodes or something crazy or yeah. sixty. But I, it would be interesting to see where they take these characters now because they are really relying heavily and leaning into that police. police gargoyle parallel where they're protectors and you know Mm -hmm. they live on top of the police station now and i mean that's an idealized that's an idealized vision of police right Right. and a disney vision if you will well yeah yeah. and and one that has been pervasive in Mm -hmm. pop culture like throughout our lives in fact like i have yet really to see well, that's not true. There's like training day. But see, in that one even, you have like... The, the good cops. Yeah, you the, have the bad yeah, cop and, and the, the dirty good ones, cops. Like right. I have yet to see a 
realistic portrayal of the role of police in in this country. Yeah, even you know, when like you one said, of my favorite shows. Yeah, were you going to bring that up? Yes, yeah. yep. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I shift. You watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I it's I love it. It's there's a lot of really amazing things about it. Um, in terms of the cast and the characters and stuff, but there's still this part of it that bothers me because they're cops. It's still like all these good cops and. So yeah, so I mean, I love the show, but that part is uh, that part's weird. It kind of bugs me a little bit. Word as far as uh, as far as media that does show the police in a real reasonable light while addressing similar topics to what yeah the things that we've been discussing address. Uh, blind mm-hmm. spotting is fantastic. Oh, I've okay. heard of that. Blind spotting. Yeah. Okay. It is it a sh- It's a movie. Is it a show or a? It's a movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write that down right now under my gargoyle gargoyle notes about how they're fucking cops. <laughs> yeah, they do lean pretty heavily into that in this episode, but we also see uh, some weird shit because it is a gargoyles cartoon from the 90s. Xanatos and Demona we see in the castle on a dark and stormy night mm-hmm. are playing, I, I don't know how to describe it. They're doing, they're reenacting Frankenstein. They're doing oh, right. Frankenstein cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And they have something on the table. And they do, they even mention it. Like he says no, it's something totally like, like, bring my an homage monster to, Frankenstein. to life. Yeah. Or bring my creation to life or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, the big, they're not Tesla coils, but the big things that shoot lightning between each other. The silver mm-hmm. balls that mm-hmm. all mad scientists have. Yes. And billionaires have in their castles. <laughs> Um, they bring a robot cyborg gargoyle. I don't know what the fuck to call it. Yeah, that sounds good. Back mm-hmm. to life or to life. And it's it's made of parts of of uh, Goliath's br- old brother. Yes, it's made Which is of like what the gargoyle that we met earlier. Yeah, wait, what parts? Uh, the well under the loincloth is <laughs> yeah. is half and half. Um, <laughs> All right, which have. <laughs> I don't know. You you decide. It's up to your imagination. You know, it's a kid's show. So it's like all the options oh, are spinning no. through my mind. Every potential option. Oh, no. Straight oh, no. down the middle. Why did you have to top say and bottom? That? Whatever you want. Oh no. Um I'm never gonna start. This stop character thinking about is voiced question. by Michael Dorn, I believe his name is. He played Worf on Star Trek, so another Star Trek uh alumni. But his name is Get ready for it. He was brought to life from Cold Stone, Demona says. So his name is Cold Stone. Cold Stone Steve Austin. Nope. <laughs> more like Cold Stone Creamery. That's, yeah, I was thinking more like that. Especially since he's, we're talking about sexy stuff. <laughs> he's a tasty, what's, tasty and what's gargoyle. Under the wine glass? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm, uh-huh. A waffle cone. Oh, God. <laughs> Stone Cold. I mean, Cold Stone. Oh, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Okay. Stone That's cold. why that wasn't, that cold didn't sound stone. quite right. I, so we can do whatever we want. It's 2020. <laughs> you, want it, you want it to be Stone Cold Creamery or uh, Cold Stone Steve Austin. I think both are great. Fuck yes. Sweet. <laughs> this so is why now I we've love got shift. another robot gargoyle but this one is a resurrected one from the past um and demona tells him it that 
that Goliath, Goliath created is... him and made him this way. Oh, Even yeah. Even though if, if Coldstone looked around the room and could pick up on any context clues at all, he'd be able to tell that, no, I just got up off that bed and you two brought me back to life. Well, I mean, how smart is he going to be? You know what I mean? Like, I don't he know. can't be that smart. He's an ancient stone, like, supernatural being, and he's got computers in him. He mm. should be pretty fucking smart. Yeah. I don't know. I've been talking a lot about how we have all these systems going on in this world right now that are, like, not really designed to function together. <laughs> mm-hmm. How that creates yeah. a lot of glitches. Exactly. slow these days. But, yeah, that's where my brain This is works. a really good metaphor for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In 1994. And he doesn't work very well. He's very conflicted. His, under that loincloth, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in this one. Um, well, I, I made a note about um, somebody's nipples. I assume it was probably Goliath, or maybe it was his brother, but <laughs> I just noted that, like, the cold doesn't bother them, but, like, of course their nipples are hard, but... They don't need any additional clothes because they because the loincloth is enough. It's, I don't know why I wrote that down, but I did feel like I wanted to share it with you. And I can now see by the way that Mike is looking at me that maybe I shouldn't have. No, I am glad you did. And I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because I have not noticed the gargoyle's nipples at all this whole time. Well, you know, it's funny. I don't remember noticing them either, but then I look at my notes and there they are. There they are. So, just poking out at you. Do they even have nipples? I mean, they, I, yeah. Yes, they have nipples. Why would I write that if they didn't? I, wow. I don't write, well, I don't write just blind bullshit. Micah, come on. I have room for potential that you may have written about nipples that are never shown. <laughs> outside the world of possibilities as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty, uh, it tracks, let's be honest. Okay. I'm all right, have to sorry. Did you all of this and just look Did for you want to get back to, like, just finish up your thing? What is, so what happens? Goliath well, fights his, his brother, who's now a yeah, cyborg well, robot Frankenstein monster. He goes to Times Square, as you do when you're in New York for the first time, mm-hmm. um, and destroys a fire hydrant, and he's causing all kinds of ruckus and problems. So the cops show up, people are scattering. Uh, there's a monster plane and a fire hydrant, I guess. Um, and Maza and Goliath go to respond, and Goliath fights him, realizes he's his old brother, and they start fighting, and then Demona and Xanatos show up on the rooftop, and I think Xanatos is in his his cyborg Iron Man Goliath or yeah, Goliath suit, like gargoyle suit. But they all decide to fight somewhere else where the humans will be safer. So they fly away from Times Square. That's really thoughtful. It is. I thought it was very nice. For some reason, they go to the George Washington Bridge, which is closed, I guess, maybe because of the snow. But I don't know why. I mean, honestly, I don't remember any of this. You're looking at me like, I don't know, because I don't remember. And my notes are absolute, you know, nonsense. So So Goliath and Coldstone are fighting, and they fall in the water. And Goliath's taken a pretty bad beating at this point. Mm-hmm. And he starts sinking and he's going to drown in the water. Coldstone's in there with him, but Coldstone is half cyborg, so he can breathe underwater, maybe? I've... I don't know. Don't know. But he doesn't seem as affected. He grabs Goliath and saves him. Mm. And then. Well, isn't it like he has this sudden 
like surge of memory yes. of of who this is and what's happening and for and some reason again hudson's quote comes back that gargoyles protect mm. it's their nature it's mm-hmm. their purpose and so cold stone decided in his cold rocky road heart <laughs> he <laughs> felt the need to save his brother did you say rocky road because of cold stone creamery yes okay sorry <laughs> that's pretty funny i apologize everyone. i guess <laughs> Uh, so he saves him, pulls him back up on the bridge and, um, then Demona kills him. Demona just straight up stone cold kills cold stone. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. (laughs) Um, but I, I get the feeling just, Uh it's a sense I'm getting from the show that it's not the last time we'll see cold stone. I think he'll be back. They can just like, you know, do the Frankenstein thing again. Right. right. Why exactly. not? Do those balls and lightning um, thing. So then we hear that gargoyles now understand because there's a, a subplot that goes on with this grocer that was being robbed at the beginning where Maza explains to Goliath how he provides food to his community and so he doesn't want to close his store even though he's getting robbed all the time. Mm-hmm. And just if we could you know only what? protect him better... That Uh, actually, I'm sorry, but that actually does connect to something that's going on too that I read yesterday. And I can't remember what city it was. I think it might have been Minneapolis, which was where, you know, everything with George Floyd happened. Uh, But there was a restaurant owner. Did you hear about this Mm -hmm. shift? Mm -hmm. I sure did. Yeah. A restaurant owner who was like, let my restaurant burn. Mm-hmm. It was burning. I wish I had... It was actively on fire. Right. It wasn't hypothetical. A lot of people are doing hypothetical. Well, this is what I would sacrifice. His restaurant was on yeah. fire. <laughs> yep. It was the daughter I I... of the owner, right? She wrote, I yeah. saw a Facebook post, I think, that said, like, just to update you all. Yeah. Like, the restaurant's burning. It's destroyed right now. And this yeah. is what Yeah. And there, my there... father wants everyone to know. Yeah. There are right. several articles that verify... Um, that people Hmm. went out of their way to go find them and do some follow-up. And it's really important these days that like everything everybody thinks happened, that they do at least a little Google on. There's a lot of crazy shit being said right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's really easy to Photoshop a a thing that looks like a headline or whatever. So just a quick Google search gives an idea of like what other sources are looking into it and what they found. Right. Yeah, for sure. And he he basically said, "Well, I can't remember the quote, but basically, you know, he's like, this is a, a sacrifice for justice. Like, I yeah, I'm this willing is to part let this of burn. the fight for justice. Like, let my restaurant burn. It's more important, you know, justice for George Floyd and you know, yeah, thousands of other people it, it, is it, more important. It, it expresses a a." a kind of silent faith that he has in his community that he will rebuild. Mm-hmm. It's not going to put him under yes. to let this happen. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's solidarity with the protesters and they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can cry. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It, that There's a lot to cry about right now. Yeah. But the world doesn't need my tears. No, I well. disagree. I disagree. I've actually been talking about that. Somebody approached me. Um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a very conflicted element to things right now where people are like, Mm -hmm. let black people lead or specifically let black women Mm -hmm. lead is the quote I hear a lot. And Mm -hmm. there's conflict around like, you know, we don't need white people leading anti-racism. I personally disagree with that. I think it's a time that everybody needs to have their own missions and callings. And it doesn't seem Mm -hmm. like a productive time to me to do things where 
there's like an aggressive energy to disarm white people that have an intention to do something beneficial. Like it really, like Mm -hmm. it's not up to me to go judging like what people do with what they know. I'm Mm -hmm. in a position where it seems like it makes more sense for me to do um, like minor critiques and there are emotions that come (laughs) up with this type of work. It's, it's definitely not productive to repress them. I think that people should be allowed the space to to be in pain over this and grieve in whatever way they need to, um, yeah. especially with the layered elements of this. We're all going through something intersectional, even though like people who yeah. are already extra marginalized are going through more. It, mm-hmm. I'm used to this shit. Like I'm used to the mm-hmm. weight of, of all kinds of pressure coming from different angles. And so. Well, um, right. I mean, and that's, I, that's, I wanted to ask you like, what it is like to be a black person in this society right now like if you have anything to share about that oh boy okay so well i have a number <laughs> of things to share and it's complicated because yeah anytime an issue arises um that ha- has to do with specifically anti-black violence um mm-hmm. where it becomes a a very loud uh topic that's on the table the collective table yeah um, mm-hmm. I deal with a lot of conflict that isn't even a part of the narrative. For example, I am mixed. And so mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of um, black friends that get into a mentality where they're very black separatist and that is totally valid and makes sense to me. Um, but they don't mm-hmm. know what to do with me like in that. Yeah. And so I, I just yeah. deal with a lot of tension without getting into too many details because I could do several mm-hmm. episodes about each of the things that I'm going to touch on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm working on actually. Yesterday I got kind of like just sort of uh done waiting and realized that there were things I just kind of needed to say right now namely that I was concerned about people going out um in this pandemic and how tear gas interacts with the uh, Mm. safety mechanisms of the masks that people are trying to protect themselves with and how people are passing microphones around there's different little things that they could do that would make it safer that I know that usually people who are in positions like that when they're in scenes like that they're willing to do things to make things safer um that's yeah for sure 99 percent of crowds that I've been in like 99 Mm percent of the people in every time I've been in a crowd like that is like yeah Mm -hmm. um so same uh, yeah, I th- there, there's some things people need to know. And so one of the things I got in, in, into was uh, I'm not seeing people discussing vinegar as an anti tear gas agent, which is that's my preference. I need oh. to do some research about like what risks there are, but there's never a good way to have caustic chemicals in your eye. It's a, there's mm-hmm. I, I know someone when I first started because um, I got my experience with protesting during Occupy and mm-hmm. uh, one of the first like elder mentors that I had um, was majority blind from being tear gassed multiple times in protest in his younger years Jeez. Um, Jesus. it's never safe it's never a good thing to get that kind of kind of thing in your eyes mm-hmm. um and there's some mm-hmm. there's some concerns about people using milk because if it's out for long periods of times it can go bad but that's something that people can tweak minorly with like just put it on ice and there's folks yeah. that go out with yeah. that being their mission is we're going to go out we're going to bring milk and we're going to try to save near whatever's happening mm-hmm. to, to provide relief to people um, yeah. there's all kinds of types that go out for things like this. There's folks that know what's going on and they've been kind of in the thick of things and then they develop a, a niche kind of, um, uh, like a side operation or something, a support operation. So there's a, there's some things, but I was considering vinegar, um, cause my preference is to just throw that straight on a bandana, um, and have that 
over my face before tear gas even hits me. And that's something I did. I did not know that. That's a good Hmm. tip. I'm going to use that. It's very caustic on its own. Um, It doesn't doesn't do the same thing. It changes the pH levels around what it's touching. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's not the cool. It hurts to inhale the first couple of huffs. Some people actually can't tolerate vinegar at all. They can't tolerate the smell or whatever. I don't don't have an aversion to it. Um, But I was considering, I was like, if people are saturating their masks in vinegar, then they're getting their mask all wet and then it's holding germs in it. And then immediately after that, I was like, wait, vinegar is a disinfectant that works well enough that I work with objects that need to be medically sanitized in a, in a hmm. non-clinical environment. And vinegar is one of the recommended substances by the professionals that are guiding me in how to clean the things I got to clean. So it was like, oh, wait, maybe that actually would be, but it'd be weird if this moment, if this thing that needs to happen uh, creates a potential solution that folks yeah. wouldn't have even been aware of. That's like household chemical, like household stuff. Like I don't know where that's going, but I'm just kind of thinking about like the ways that two disasters getting mashed together can actually create solutions for like one or both of those things. For both, yeah, um, totally. As, uh, so yeah, there's a there's things that people kind of need to look into and make their own decisions. Um, and mm-hmm. more often than not. Uh, folks are going to run into moments where there's a lot of pain that they deal with as a as a consequence to a choice that is made um, in in going out and things like this. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's one of those situations that um, a lot of people run into because they've got a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so different elements of things. There's a lot of conversation about like the property destruction. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I've never <laughs> seen more people not really giving a shit about property destruction. Yeah. Like not even really. Agreed. About. Yeah. I mean, that's something that does give me hope right now. Like yeah. that so many people are finally like taking to the streets, number one, but also seeing this as a legitimate form of <laughs> expression, you know, an expression of pain and injustice. Like, I mean, I still see a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, I don't, but I don't see why you need to like destroy stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. whatever you're missing, you're just missing the point. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I agree. I, I agree that, uh, yeah, it's nice to have... see people like not everybody's on board with it, but at least a lot of the people that I've been in touch with and known for most of my life are, it's like they're ambivalent about the property destruction mm-hmm. at this point, where before they were bringing it up, like, well, you can't do that. You're just going to lose the message and lose people. And right. it's wrong. Like, they're distracting and they're doing all this bullshit and spewing right-wing talking points and getting, like, edging toward racism again. But now they're just like, eh, yeah, yeah. it's happening. Well, I <laughs> like, feel that's like, progress. I feel like even the words looting... Like, even the word looting is racially loaded, right? Yeah. Like, because that word is not used when it's white people doing something similar, right? Yeah. Like, or just existing. Like, white people throughout their history looting entire countries. Well, right. Yeah, cultures yeah. And everything. <laughs> That's what white people do. It's not yeah. called looting. It's called conquering. And it's called being a, a mediocre white man. Like, <laughs> and yeah, the, this, the difference between protesting and rioting. Um, or, you know, uprisings or revolts versus yeah riots and looting and someone I follow on Twitter um, 
made the point that like she was like 80% of of white people I know or white women in particular I know have like shoplifted from Target. Mm-hmm. So fuck off with your like yeah. you know with your with your high and mighty property destruction bullshit like right. And it's totally true. I've shopped it a million times and I've never feared for my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anyway, remember um, when the the Lakers and Shake Shack and all those corporations looted the um like the small business support that they were supposed to be getting from the government for small businesses and from people and <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. fucking looting. Yeah, right, right, right. Um right. white people, corporate people, like when they loot or steal, it's a it's a smart like it's capitalism. Hostile takeover and it's capitalism and they're mm-hmm. following the rules and doing it the right way when they I take mean that that's what this entire people. thing comes down to always, right? Is capitalism and Yeah. I do want to go back to one thing you said, Shift, about um my tears. Like I agree with you a hundred percent that That we all should express like our yeah. feelings about it and all that. I yeah. just don't want to make it about me, right. which is what it or, often becomes. I recognize that, but yeah. but I agree or to with burden you that, people of color with it, like, right? Yeah, and that's a different thing. Yeah. yeah, and I I think like you were saying, it is the time to, you know, we need to get our own people, and I should be talking to white people, right. and like the, it, this isn't the time to hold anything back and hold it in, um, but yeah, I just don't want to make it about. Because that's the other thing I see a lot of on social media that I just want to tell people to stop. Like, stop contacting your friends that are black and saying, yeah. oh, how are you doing? I'm so scared and sad right now. <laughs> like, right. be a right. support. Don't put your, like, your emotions on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Just stop at how are you doing? What do you need? Yeah. And <laughs> stop fucking posting videos. Yeah, well, yeah. I like people need to see it, but also just put a trigger warning on there. Put a content right. warning. You don't need to traumatize people more. Mm-hmm. I get that you're trying to shock your your white racist uncle and instigate a fight with him on Facebook. Great, but do that on your own time. DM it. Don't DM. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't post it publicly. DM it because yeah, I think that yeah. I think that it needs to not be in the in the public news feeds to, for anybody mm-hmm. to just trip over because some of us are doing the work and we're we're not we know like we don't need right. to shock right. exactly. or whatever. But I also had a person that I have had a lot of conflicts with over the years, and he's always been very well intentioned, um, but he pushes into like an all lives matter kind of pushback, mm-hmm. and it, it was very. What was difficult for me is that I was coming to him, one friend to another, in a time where I was just grieving, and I was surprised. I'd wake up one morning mm-hmm. and be like, "Bam, it's in my face," and then it's in mm-hmm. my heart, and that's my day now. And so I'd be expressing mm-hmm. where I was at with this guy and all he could say were these kind of canned phrases that distanced himself oh. from responsibility because that was the most important feeling that he was having about it. And a general confusion about why I'd be grieving for a stranger, which is bizarre because I thought we were supposed <laughs> to never forget some strangers or whatever. Right. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. He, mm, yeah. Uh, he was obsessively upset about things. And... Mm. That was before George Floyd, because there was the situation with Ahmed Aubrey before that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Right. That happened, I believe, yeah. right after George Floyd. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, before even the escalation of police started killing people, just the lynching had him 
uh, lost and he didn't know what to mm-hmm. do with himself. He didn't ask me for anything, but he did just very simply. And we've had a lot of conversations that are like very brief. Like it's just like one kind of thing will let me know that he's either in, in the right place that I need him to be to go further with a conversation or yeah, really very much not. Um, yeah. And he is waking up on his own and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of uh, a lot of past conversations that I had with him and how much work yeah. I put into Hmm. trying to just clear something up because we're in the moment and we're in a physical space shared together, trying to do something else, usually play music or uh, hang out on Mm. other terms on creative terms. And a topic would come up and it would just create a block in our ability to move forward, which is Hmm. the biggest issue with me as a marginalized person. Anytime it's like something Hmm. about identity politics of you, I hate identity politics too. I just want to live my fucking life. (laughs) Like, Right. I don't want this stuff coming up all the time, but it gets in the way, Mm. and then I gotta move it. I gotta do something. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So yeah, knowing that people are waking up and feeling things, and and that past seeds that I planted weren't um, because I I had walked away from that plot. I put a bunch of seeds in the ground that didn't seem like they were taking it. I was like, you know, we can just kind of not upset each other anymore. (laughs) There's other people I can talk to every day. Other people you can talk to every day. We don't need to do right. Um, and we right. just kind of, you know, amicably split apart. Um, but he's in mm. a different mentality right now. And that's uh, not much of my business. Um, I have also had mm. people coming in and asking me, like, specifically for guidance around different things. And mm-hmm. I generally have controversial takes on most stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I also am thinking about monetizing this shit and how to do that. So if mm. people are going yeah. into, into spaces where they really feel like they need to reach out to somebody specific, offer them motherfucking money first. Like don't like yeah. Yeah. with your dollar. Like that's and um and be fucking happy about it. And for me, it's I don't know what is going on in everybody's personal life, but I still haven't gotten a goddamn stimulus yet. Like I got every reason in the world to be like, oh, that's not looting. That's the property fuck? redistribution because if they're going through mm-hmm. what I'm going through in any way, I saw people leaving with vacuums, instant pots, housewares and mm. things. I didn't Maybe a couple yeah. people got TVs, but everything that I saw a close-up shot of was something that it's like, oh, they needed that. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Household necessities, man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You, I don't, can't believe you still haven't gotten your, your check. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like, what that the demographic fuck? that was supposed to be in, like, the first or second or third wave. Like, it's this, yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I have heard another thing on social media that I have not verified, but just people may want to check this out um they sent some of them out on debit cards i heard that, that as well totally scammy and people were just throwing mm. them away because it looked like junk mail that's not good um so <laughs> yeah and good luck ever getting that, that shit back if <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go fucking dumpster diving thanks for that yeah, exactly. man thank you <laughs> uh, and hang on to it nice that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Hang on to it if you get one like that. Um, because that could be used. They could reload those. Um oh, that's even neat. after you've spent the money, if they ever get their shit together and do another round um to support actual people on the ground. I do know someone not, who said he got two stimuluses both in his name. I also know a couple people <laughs> who got some to like dead relatives or like Oh yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like people who died. So you haven't gotten year. yours yet. You don't get yours, but yeah, dead <laughs> yeah, people not are right. yeah. a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yep. Well, um, we have to start wrapping this up. Uh, 
have we said everything we want to say about gargoyles? And what do you think the gargoyles would be doing right now in this situation? They would, would be they marching. Be... They would be protest. They'd be on the ground. They'd be on the ground because right? that's what everybody's doing. You know? Okay. So I watched a couple weeks ago. I watched the core and 2012 back to back for. I just wanted to fuck my brain wow. up. Apparently, I don't know what was wrong with me going into it. Coming out of it, I just no, sure I think... it was a bad idea. <laughs> I'm, I think that's a common thing right now. Yeah. Like a lot of people are, are drawn to those movies, even if you can't really explain why. And you're talking to two people that chose to watch Outbreak. At the yeah, we watched oh, Outbreak. I, I so. couldn't do that We one. get it. I didn't do that one. But it's I got pretty a, rough. Yeah, I remember that. So Outbreak, I was bummed that I was like, dang, I wish I was guesting on that one because I've got a lot of things to say about Outbreak. <laughs> My dad had me watch that when I was like eight years old. And oh, so that's right. I knew what to do. It was all second nature to me because in my mind, anytime there was a, a risk of like, oh, we got to worry about a contamination that's like potentially mm-hmm. airborne, I would go into a space where I couldn't help but seeing the airplane scene or the, the movie theater. Where is it where the oh, goes yes. oh, yes. somebody's open? Oh, yes. Disgusting. Um, oh. But yeah, no, I'll was, never. Yeah. It was a smart movie. It was a good time. I was shown it. it I was very vulnerable and it fucked me up and I was, go, I was mm. good for it. That was, it was important that that happened to me. It's serving me well <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is that um, I got into a space after the 2012 and the core uh, back to bed, the double feature I did to myself. Um, where I was like, you know what? At least probably Hillary Swank and John Cusack are somewhere about to create a situation where there's a possibility that it's not going to be as bad as it would be if just these fucking assholes yes. are running the show. And you know what yes. happened this week? John Cusack got his ass yep. beat by the police. I just saw that. Like, that's what, what the gargoyles would be doing. They'd be down there standing between the cops and people, right? I yeah. hope so, man. I hope so. I because try picturing them standing with the cops just breaks my heart. And I don't. I really don't think. I agree with you. I think they would be. Yeah, I think Demona would be, be like, the "Fuck them all. Watch it burn." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Goliath yeah. would be standing between the cops and the people and being like, "Maza, what the fuck are you doing? Take your badge off and get yeah. on the right side." Yep. Yeah. Brooklyn would be, I don't know, flying around trying to ride a motorcycle. Broadway would be eating. And Lex, Lex would be, be playing video games. Uh-huh. No, he would be doing some mechanically genius thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um yeah. Yeah, I like I like go ahead. Oh uh, Demona's kind of a boogaloo maybe. Like Ooh. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, trying to incite shit and they're the ones we really need to worry about. They're the wild cards. Yeah. The white supremacists, mm-hmm. the neo-Nazis, the Proud Boys, those kind of alt-right. Like, we don't have, even the QAnon, we don't have that much to worry about compared to the Boogaloo people. And nobody knows anything. Anything you read about that shit, I, nobody knows mm-hmm. anything. It's too rough. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I like I like leaving it on that. I like ending with, like, a good, you know, vision of uh, of, the, of, of the gargoyles as as activists on the right side. Yeah. Um, if you want to reach out to Shift and get some more tips on how to stay safe <laughs> and how to protest correctly and how to well, interact with these fucked up times, how can people reach you? Well, I don't know. Do you want? I don't know if we want to put that on your shoulders. No, no I do. Actually, <laughs> okay. I do actually have a thing. Okay. That. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll say I'll say the the place that I've been operating from in a second, but I just started a new uh, internet brand, I suppose, a new platform, um, which is Mad Black Queer, and that's. Okay. M A D Q U wait, hold on. M A D B L A Q U E E R. Um, and that's on Instagram only. I am not on Facebook. 
um, which isn't that great because they're both Facebook products, but I'm just doing my best at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. We all are. Oh, yeah. God. Zuckerberg's everywhere. He's a monster and he meant to get in everyone's <laughs> lives. He meant to be in everyone's pockets and living rooms and areas. Um, so uh, that is a place I am on Patreon at patreon.com slash madblackweird. Um, and then my more established internet presence is the Luciferous Shift, and that is also on Instagram only uh, and Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we will also put this these in our uh, notes for this episode so that people can see where to find you. Uh, and yeah, if you do decide to reach out to Shift, fucking pay him some money, please. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And thank you so much for being here. Um, This is really super fun. And I always love talking to you. And yeah, I guess that's the end of this episode, guys. Thanks for having me. We did it. Yeah, we did it. That was fun. We did a podcast. Okay, so thank you to everybody for listening as usual. And thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See you in the (laughs) nineties. That was a mess. That was a mess, but we did it. Are you are you ready to go? Shift, you good with your notes and stuff? Gosh, I guess so. Yeah, no, this is nonsense. This is all nonsense. <laughs> yeah, mine is too. But we can we can muddle through. I we will. It. Oh yeah, no, we'll get through it. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can make if 2020's taught me nothing else, it's that we can get through a bunch of nonsense. We can get through nonsense Fucking only. Nothing makes anything. Sense. Yeah. That's a good that's a really good point. Yeah. Um you're gonna you should say that again later in the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you could just put this part in and have it be a mess just, because hello podcasts are messy right now. <laughs> Everybody's I'll doing just the put Zoom it at thing. the end.